Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop, and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media, and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach, and number one best-selling author, Gordon Bircham. Hey, welcome to the podcast and live video. Uh, today, we've got an interview uh, with a martial arts business superstar, Mr. Thomas Banks. How you doing, sir? Uh, amazing, thank you. Just had a great day at Mastermind. We have, yeah, we've had a great day. We've been at Mastermind today, and I'll just move back a little bit. Yeah, so um, we've been at Mastermind today, and um, I asked uh, Tom if he could do a, a podcast um, interview, really, because um, your journey is pretty spectacular, really. If you short, if you call over a, a few short years where you've taken your martial arts business, and what's interesting about, about Tom is I remember Tom coming to one of my events Many years ago, well, not many, well, how long ago was it, do you think, Tom? Uh, it was about four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago, and this guy rocks up into an event. I was doing a business event, and as he rocks up, and uh, he's like, he's, uh, he's in this, uh, it was, I think it was, uh, uh, it was a one-day business event, and uh, I remember him saying to me, yeah, I've opened a martial arts facility with no members. So I'm like, okay, so you've opened a martial arts, he didn't have any members at all, but he opened up a martial arts facility. Tom, um, what was the reason behind that? Like, I'm really intrigued, I mean, because that takes some serious guts to do that. Like, what was the reason about opening a martial arts facility when you've got zero members? Uh, when I wanted to establish my martial arts school, I wanted to go straight. So I, I had some instructors and they had full-time gyms. They went from teaching in town halls and then they went to teaching in a full-time facility. And I remember the feeling of how prestigious the school was the moment we transitioned from a school hall to a full-time facility. And I wanted the brand and whatever it was I was creating to have that from the get-go so it sold itself essentially. Yeah, sure. So when people, I didn't want people to um, Established Banks Martial Arts, oh, that was the, the uh, that's in the community centre, and then years later, I, I built up to a full time centre. So I just went all in, took out, I think it was a twenty thousand pound loan, and just and <laughs> opened the centre. You spent spent all the money straight away. Yeah, sure. And um, and then uh, no one joined the gym in the first <laughs> so, few months. <laughs> so in the first few months, no one joined the gym. Yeah. Just opened up, and now this is what I love about this story. And, and we'll get to where you are now uh, in a bit. But it, it's unbelievable because that is a classic example, isn't it? If I build it, people will come. People will come, right? Now there is a there is a saying about that, but you, you've got to market it first. And, and I know. And yeah, so I did. I did. Um, it's kind of funny because I had a reminder of my first leaflet come up on Facebook the other day. It, it wasn't too bad to be fair, but I remember walking around with my dad leafleting in December and we only had 500 leaflets to, to do and we stopped after about 200 because it was too cold and that was all we did. <laughs> that, is that is it. So you've only spent 20 grand on the martial arts centre, you yeah. kit it all out. Thomas Banks is standing there 
really pleased with himself. I remember the photos. I remember seeing the yeah, photos, yeah. right? Remember when the photos into the photo shoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The photo shoot was amazing, right? All the profit went into the photo shoot. All the money he had in the photo shoot. And he's standing in this beautiful dojo with no one there. Imagine that. So how were you feeling after a couple of months there, Tom? Like, like that? What was that feeling? You, yeah. you feel you're doing the right thing. What does that feel like? I opened in January. I'd done all that marketing just the local estate. I made it, I think I had one person up on the first day and then there were some classes where I'd be sitting there and no one would be there. And obviously it's a freezing cold dojo as well because I didn't invest in heating because I had no idea. <laughs> so you had no heating either. And it got, to, it got to March. So I'd been open two months and I must have had about 19, 20 members at that point. Sure. Um, and your um, course popped up on, on Facebook. And I was like, there's got to be uh, something that I'm not doing correct because no one's coming through the door. And I've got a full-time center. I've got the skills and the kitbox and knowledge that no one knows about me. Sure, sure. And that, and that was amazing. And I loved that from him when he came to the course. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And, and so you're, you, know, you think, as all martial artists do, they, they want to uh, create a business, a martial arts business, of course. And it looks relatively easy, right? But it's not as easy as it looks very often. What was the biggest learning in them first three months? What was your your biggest take on the first three months uh, from that January to March? What were you, you know, because there's lots going through your head there, you know, you, you could have to close it straight away. What was going through your mind? Um, I believe, I went to why it wasn't working and uh, I personally I opened a points fighting club to begin with. Um, and I soon realized that the, the students uh, personally that, that we had didn't want to learn that or they didn't understand that. Now, coming from a continuous and full contact background, I decided to switch mm. uh, my method of teaching and that just picked up, a, uh, it was selling more, yeah. that idea. So we just ran with that idea and we switched the club um, and that helped. I started then offering, because my timetable, even though I had a full-time facility, I probably was only teaching two hours a day sure a couple of days a week yeah because i was like being a full-time gym owner i'm gonna just not work yeah great i'm gonna teach a couple of hours a night <laughs> it's gonna be wicked and everyone's gonna come and then i decided to try and value stack my timetable and put lots of if i was like if i have lots of classes people have more options to come to my club so i should then be able to cater to more people and more people sign up sure but then again i was i was adding more time in and not still not filling yeah. but it became it did become easier to sell to people because i had a more packed timetable sure but i was i was still like classes were empty sure. and i know things like boxing was really popular right in the initial phases even though that is not where i wanted my club to go so i ended up putting on more like boxing classes Mm. to smell what sells and then and then started adding all the other stuff later on yeah 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 nice. really really good and so you know when you came to the course what was your biggest highlight do you think go to and it's quite hard school oh, 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 no, I remember do you yeah, yeah okay yeah. what was your biggest thing that you, you, you looked at me I was front row I'm always front row everything <laughs> he looked at me and was like uh, what's the best thing about your club and I went me 100% and I still believe that mm. um, sure and you went drop your ego straight away create a team um, and all I could think was, do you know what? It's completely like no one gives, a, no one cares about anything I've won. I, I never talk about anything I've won in kickbox anymore. I, I don't, I don't talk about any yeah. titles or nothing because no, it, no one cares. Yeah. They only care about what service we're providing. And I focus on providing an amazing service. Um, and you know, no one in Milton Keynes knows if you won X world title. Mm. They, they don't care. They care what. They only want to know how you're going to change their life. Sure. So there was that, and then there was the. 
lots of other martial arts instructors had, or maybe when they realise they need to grow their school, they have a, maybe a sea of black belts or high grades that could really yeah. step up and help them. Whereas I've had to wait for four years up until now to actually, you know, I've only just done my first lot of black belts. Yeah. Um, so I was working with building a team that had been with me since they're about orange belts. Wow. So they were helping with the the, the little classes. Yeah. And then as they've gone up the belts, we've then put them in the other programs. And now yeah. they're all teaching, which is amazing. But building the team early on, I must have had six to eight helpers on the mat at one point, And I'd only been open a year and a half. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. And by the way, that is way more than many I, I, I don't have that now. I've, I've got like about four to five. Yeah, yeah. Got better one. Yeah. I was like... For every three kids, I can't, I can't handle this. I'm gonna need loads of people. Every line must have a yeah, helper. A helper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have that anymore. Yeah, and so so you you've done the course, you had some epiphanies, you went away, you started implementing some of the stuff, you were doing some coaching elsewhere, weren't you, etc., which is brilliant. And then you went on and you started to really build your business, didn't you? Yeah, if I remember. Talk about that, where where your business started to grow then. What was happening, um, the changes? Granddad passed away, mm-hmm. um, and we we knew we had a five-year lease on the building. When I first originally wanted to open the facility, I had a, a vision of what I wanted it to be like. Um, and with the prices of Milton Keynes, I just couldn't, couldn't achieve my dream. Mm-hmm. I had a full-time centre, but it still wasn't the, the dream in my yeah. head. It was not what I wanted it to be. So again, five years, uh, build up enough money exp- uh, and leave and expand, and then at the unit uh, next door, so we were, sa- we were saving and I was paying myself nothing. Mm-hmm. I was paying myself, my accountant was a, 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 an old guy, mm-hmm. not a company, telling me to pay myself little mm-hmm. and save. Right. Bad advice, good and bad advice. Sure. But, um, so I was, I was saving um, and, I, and I probably saved about 60 to 70,000. Uh, because I wanted well to leave. Done. Yeah, yeah. Well I done, that to, man. I wanted to leave at the end, and I knew how much it took me to set up. And I was like, right, sure. if I wanted five times the score, I'm going to say hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. The unit next door became free. I had the opportunity. I mean, we just knocked the door. My granddad literally just passed away, and my nan said something like, "He's really proud of you, and you know, whatever decision you make, he'd, it's a, he, he would have said go for it." Yeah. Um, I signed the lease. It must have been a month after he died. We knocked for we knocked for the wall and expanded and doubled the size. Amazing, really, really good. And then, I mean, what you're very good at is your brand and how it looks and how it feels, which looks yeah. amazing, by the way. If you ever get a chance to look at Thomas Banks, Banks Academy, and have a look at his uh, setup, it's absolutely world-class, it's really, really good. But there's lots of things that you still haven't learned, right? So you still yeah. had to learn, like, he's knocking through, he's got a bigger unit, yeah, he saved some money, which is great. But one of the big things that comes to light, and I know you joined, we, we, we were in mastermind uh, programs, uh, and Tom joined our mastermind program. It became very apparent over time that Tom has a lot of ambition, a lot of drive, great martial artists, great branding, all that. But there was things missing, systemization, etc. Talk about what was missing, because this is really interesting, because when you hear where he's at now, you'll be absolutely gobsmacked. Yeah, so our, I solely believe that um, the standard of our classes they, and the facilities we had sold themselves, that that works up until a certain point. Um, uh, what are we on now? January? Yeah. So about a year, a year and a half ago now, it's been a little while, I was, I was putting every member into Excel, but and I couldn't keep up with how many were signing up and then how many were losing into Excel. And I never knew how many numbers of students I had or what categories they were in. 
people didn't have set days, people couldn't book classes. So, you know, one day we'd have like accidentally 60 kids turn up and, <laughs> and you know, all hell would break loose. Parents would be commenting. Um, and how many members did you have in total at that point, by the way? Uh, before before I moved to the CRM? Yeah. <laughs> about 400. About 400 members in the CRM, right? I didn't so, know how many was in each, but I had no idea. No idea. And, and there's a reason I'm sharing this, and we'll come yeah. to some of the learnings that you've had, is that what got you to there, though? So what do you believe that got you, like, from, you know, opening a full-time centre with zero students for a few months just thinking, oh, my goodness, to then putting in a few members... And to learn a whole lot of new skills, and then to to that point a year and a half ago, having four members, what got you to that point? Because without a CRM system, without really an infrastructure, if you like, that most bigger schools would probably have. What do you think happened to get you there? So lots of anyone who's watching has been in the martial arts game for quite a, a while, uh, I'm assuming. Some, some people are just starting off, and my mindset was I was happy if I got net 10 every month. Right. Yeah. Four, 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 three, four years down the line, you're on three to four hundred members. Yeah. And if I stuck to that, um, I'm okay. Then I don't need to do much in terms of my Excel and stuff like that. Right. In terms of the background admin work. Sure. Um, but when you get there, there's no, there's, you don't know where you can actually physically grow. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. I, for those, for that four years, I never sent one email to any members. Yeah. I never sent one text message to any members. Amazing. Um, anything that I wanted to communicate must have been talked in the lesson or on the. It was a bit easier to communicate with the community because it used to post to everyone. Yes. Yeah. The moment Basically it got changed. really yeah. hard was when Facebook stopped the community talking. Yeah. And yeah. sharing to everyone. That's when it got really difficult to communicate members. I and I stopped that. I, members lost that interface with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know how to communicate with sure. them. Sure. Sure. And, and I remember we're around the mastermind and this is important. So we're around the mastermind and I remember you, we were talking about systemization, weren't we? And I think you knew this was a blocker, massive blocker. Um, and I remember you saying that you have a CRM system and you didn't have a CRM system. And someone said to him, what are you using? And he went, Excel. Do you remember that? Yeah. I said, it. I had to make sure everyone was out of the room first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excel spreadsheet. Now, the reason I share that, you've been on a massive journey over the last, well, year and a half, you know, through the pandemic, you know, uh, which has been tough for many school owners. But you've grown your school, right? Yeah. Schools, uh, tell them about what's happened there as well. I guess, I guess the pandemic is, it, it has helped in, in quite a lot of ways. Is Lots of people left our gym, so getting members onto the CRM was a little bit quicker. Yes. And then adding people back onto CRM was like one at a time. So that, that helped in save time and understanding that the gap and the break allowed me how to, uh, gave me time to educate myself on those things so that when we came out of lockdown, we were coming out of lockdown slick, ready to go. And I made sure that anything I was insecure about, about my business, that I nailed that before I, I, went, I went back in so that I could then know exactly where to grow. Mm, that's um, nice. So basically, know where you are, see on screen, where you want to go, exactly. Where, yeah, and then how to communicate with my members better moving forward, um, and just uh, so they, they can have that side of it. Um, and then, yeah, just make sure they're all happy and they can see that our service is improved, so retention is, is improved, and then start focusing on getting uh, new people back through the door. Mm. and getting through lockdown 
being really low and having a clear strategy on how I'm going to come out those first two months were record-breaking months for us. And at that point, I knew we were serious. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And by the way, I remember the times where when we were in the first lockdown, um, you went you went into a bit of a hole, didn't you? Yeah, it just disappeared. Disappeared. So yeah. Tom disappeared. And I, Tom's got so many elements to his growth. And it's, this is why I wanted him on the podcast, because um, it sounds amazing. And, and, and Tom's... Now, how many members are you at now? Just shy of 600. Just shy of 600 members. Got a couple of martial arts facilities, wonderful facilities, which is amazing. But it's not all roses. And you went through a very dark time, didn't you, through the pandemic. And, and I know you've come out like it's literally caterpillar to butterfly. And I'm not just saying that. Tom's had an amazing transformation through the dark times. Yeah. What was your biggest learning being like going into lockdown, you went, you went kind of missing, and we couldn't didn't know where he was. And he he wouldn't communicate with people. Talk about that because I think it's help people. Yeah, so I think this uh, the skills I've been learning over the last two and a half years. Um, you will, no matter whatever you lose from your school, I could lose everything tomorrow. It'd be crap, mm. but I can guarantee I'd be back where I am now in five to six months. Yeah, having that level of confidence means that at any point I can pause my, my growth, focus on other things, and I know I'm going to grow in the future. I'm not afraid mm. of, of, of not growing for a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's, and then also just um, giving back to everyone in the community as much as possible in, in our mastermind community um, and helping as many people as I can in what I'm uh, maybe good at so that anyone who is good at other things that I lack in other areas, I pick up the phone, message them straight away, because I know I'm going to receive because I've given so much mm. uh, and I try and give more than I ever have. Yeah, and you do. And it's been, it, it's like this massive transformation. It's, a, it's like, it, it's abundance mindset as well. Like, so if you, if, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling down, if you like, give more to other people because yeah. it's a bit like when you haven't got any money, give more money away. It sounds counterproductive, but if you give, you'll receive. I mean, I, and I've seen you do that massively, Tom. You've had a, at such a young age, be able to really transform how you think about life um, and how you think about giving and how you think about serving, which is amazing. And you've also been like instrumental on learning the art of selling and closing with Mahawal and been on lots of stuff there as well. And that's been a massive change for you, hasn't it, as well? That confidence, being able to close properly, all that, all of that learning and growing. Is, being able to speak on the phone. That's, yeah. That's a massive thing for some people, being able to talk to another human face-to-face -face with the confidence that what we're doing is life-changing mm. and we are doing them an injustice by letting them walk out the door. Yeah. We are, we, that, that's how everyone should look at it. Every single person needs what we do. That's the reason why we do it. We need to share that message with as many people as possible. So we must close them mm. to get them to change their life. Amazing. That's really, really good. And, and Tom, so, so you're, you're now at 600 members, couple yeah. of full-time facilities, absolutely killing it, uh, doing amazingly well in his business. But you've also built a team, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> that you didn't really, you did have a team, but not like that you run a team now. When I expanded, we had, uh, there was one other person on the team. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I was doing all the messages still. We were about 300 members in, going up to 400. I was doing all the messages, teaching every class, mm. doing all the orders if I was doing them. And I was just running everything myself. Um, and then, yeah, so now we're a team of um, 10, 
10 people, five, like what I call like full-time staff, yeah. and then uh, a team of instructors uh, yeah. along with that. And then obviously we've got our ITA and, and junior leadership team as well. Amazing. And what was the shift for you? Because when you're thinking like this, you go, ah, shit, like, like um, everyone, like, because one of the biggest barriers martial arts school learners have is building a team, right? Having people, like, giving up control, etc. What do you think helped you make that transition? What was the thing really that you think actually, because it's not easy going from one man band, controlling everything, doing it all, feeling in control, to then go, I need to help and mentor people to do the jobs I, I don't, because you've done it really well. Yeah, I, it's more like, I don't want to be a slave to my martial arts school in 10 years. Gotcha, and that's a driver. That's a huge driver. I want to make sure, I, I haven't got children yet, but I want to make sure I've got a clear vision that my, my biggest why is um, when I have a kid, I want to be there as a, I think Elon Musk said he's an entrepreneur, not to earn money for it's to have the, the freedom to be able to spend as much time as you want with your family. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing is that at the moment somebody's, uh, my, my partner says to me, she's pregnant, I've got a nine month exit plan. Yeah. Should, should, should that happen? Um, so if I didn't have that I wouldn't want to hire staff while she's pregnant and then teach them and, and then be I'm, I'm ready now so there's something really clear in this message here I really want to highlight the vision and the, the purpose the reason the why very cliche very very like a lot of people just brush it aside but when you've got a clear reason why you want to do something you then create your, in reality what you need to now don't you not in the future which is massive for you yeah like, staff so what they create freedom and they, they keep bringing in more revenue mm. Mm. Um, which I, I'm assuming most people are in this business for, the, for those reasons yeah um, I think Mick Cross said anyone that he's hired has never not made him money yeah um, so they always pay for themselves and the, I found the more staff I had the more freedom I had uh, so what I should be teaching right now I'm on a podcast I've got the classes covered by a whole team it's amazing even like the lot from September till December I probably had about seven, eight weeks off, mm-hmm. which is quite a lot. It is. It's great. It's amazing. At your age as well, when most of the young lads just go and do it, go and do it, go and do it. How old are you, Tom? I'm 28 now. 28 years of age. And to be able to do that with a, a, an old head on, a young, on young shoulders, to be able to learn and grow and evolve in this area. And, and you know, I think, you know, very often people say it's all right because you're younger. I think it's harder when you're younger because... You've got all the testosterone going, you've got the drive, you've got all the, I know what I'm doing, you know, you're not very open very often to listening to other people and taking that information in. But you know, over the last four and a half years, when you walked into that thing, you had no members in a full-time facility, now you've got two full-time facilities. But not only have you got two full-time facilities, they're run without you, you're a great leader, um, you're a great uh, ambassador for them, and you're grow, hungry to grow and evolve, make a good income for yourself, while you've got a bigger vision as well for the growth of your businesses in the future, and set up ready for your why, your purpose, to have time with your family in the future. I'm sure, Tom, there's many people who would have looked at your head on their shoulders when they were younger, I'm one of them. You know, to be able to do that at your age is unbelievable. What would you say, is one of the, you know, on this last journey, last four and a half years, seems crazy, right? Six in the members plus, two full-time facilities, killing it financially, and learning and growing and evolving. What's one of the biggest, well, give, give me a couple of your, your favorite learnings, if you like, over the last four, four and a half years. What's been your biggest? Um, oh, I've got to give a shout out to whoever's on, my, whoever's on the, the mastermind team. When I came out of that, 
deep place in yeah. because pe- people had been and gone and whoever was there um uh, i hold massively like um uh, to my heart about how, how i've grown um because of them um and that we've all been somewhere like we've all been low mm. and the growth we all want to see each other achieve um it it's, it's tenfold now it's it's not just about me mm. um i feel like i've got not just support from you but i've got support from about 15 to 20 other people yeah. um so some people just think like mastermind is like a once a month kind of thing mm. for me it's pretty much like what five six times a day is mastermind mm. Mm. um yeah yeah yeah, so that's one of your biggest things, the support network, the learning, but also one of the things you keep mentioning is, is you know, we're supporting each other, yeah. where you're helping other people. Yeah. And very often, you know, martial arts can be in this secluded world of, their, it's just about me, screw everybody else kind of thing, you know what I'm saying, right? Whereas we, we, we all teach martial arts and we all help each other in this community, but for some reason, some people down the road, we, we don't like the fact that they're, they're local to yeah. us. If anyone's teaching in martial arts, speak highly of their school. It's amazing what they're doing. Um, you're in your own lane. You stick to yourself and worry about yourself mm-hmm. and just worry about any, anyone at your school wants you for you. Anyone else wants another school yeah. you know, it is for them. And just focus on yourself and what you're giving back to your students rather than what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, just look at others and look at what they're doing really well mm-hmm. and just think, could I add that to my school? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got a couple of people that I... I watch what they do and I'm in awe mm. and I'm always chasing them and luckily for me they're always chasing other people that are bigger yeah. so it's like I've always got uh, people to aspire to and chase mm. um, and I, I never feel like I'm above anyone when it comes to their martial arts school mm. I just focus on myself and what my team are doing and <coughs> we'll only grow that way it's a great philosophy and when, like when there's no competition except the one you look in the mirror every single day, right? And that's basically what you're saying. Well, we're, we're our worst enemies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need anyone else influencing me. Yeah, absolutely. For, for real, for real. But yes, I mean, it's great learning and supporting and, and guiding. And, and what's next to Tom Banks? Where are you going? <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, well, I set a, a goal again. I think it was about seven or 800 members at the end of this year. And we, we scrapped that through away and we, we put the thousand mark by yeah. this time in December. We closed the club off for six months. We stopped people from joining because we worked on our student value. We worked on the service we're providing to make sure that we can smash through the roof. We wanted to make sure that we pack out the two gyms before we open the third gym. We want to really hone in on our timetable, making sure that all classes are filled. Knowing that, um, you know, We've gone so far to break down, we need like what, 400 members from now. We broke down it into quarters, we broke that down into classes, broke that into per day. And it's like three, it's three signups a day for over two gyms to be able to achieve that goal. Once, once that happens and we have a thousand members, we'll build up the revenue again. We'll open, instead of just waiting for gym three and then expand, improve the HQ, we'll do it at the same time. Yeah. We'll do it as, as, as quick as, sort of, not as quick as we can. Over the next three years, Three to four time facilities and then a, a, a super center. Yeah. Within, the, within that same time. Yeah. Man. And then after that, hopefully I'll have a kid and, and um, keep growing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it really is, mate. And, and four and a half years. Oh, so it's, so it's, it's five years oh, five. in two year, in two days. Wow. It would be the first day I taught classes. Five wow. years in two days. Five years in two, two days. days. 
Wow, that's amazing. What, so what a way to do the podcast, right? To where you are now, fully managed, two fully managed set centres, um, all running without him there, um, allowing him to grow and scale, build a financial wall around him, um, uh, uh, giving back to human beings and having a vision for his future. I mean, it's just amazing. So you're an absolute pleasure, an absolute superstar, Mr. Thomas Banks. Um, really, um, really looking forward to seeing your growth over the next five years. With possibly a baby, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But keep learning, growing, and evolving, buddy. You're really proud of you. And anyone here who's been listening, uh, look out Look out for Banks Martial Arts Academy. Go and look at it. Um, you'll be inspired. And the one thing with Tom is just inbox him. He's there. He wants to give back. He wants to serve. I'll send you a voice note. Amazing. Take care. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast. You can follow Gordon personally on Facebook at Black Belt in Business. Also, join our free Facebook group, Martial Arts Business Mastery Community, for some great advice, tips, and support on building your martial arts empire. Keep learning, developing, and growing, and you will become a Black Belt in Business.